cigarettes. Nick Naylor. Sector 6. Thank you for smoking. Hello everyone and once again welcome to another episode of Less Than Average. I'm one of your hosts Riley. I'm the other host David. And this is episode 21. Nice. Thank you for smoking. You're Thank welcome. you for listening. <laughs> um, calling this the kickoff of season three. Um, like we always say we appreciate the support. Feel free to follow and like us on all the f- all the appropriate places. You know where they are. X. Instagram. I think that's it. Well, even the Spotify and the Apple Podcasts, oh, you know, yeah. all that stuff, yeah. So our Instagram is at less than average podcast. Uh, X is LTA seven eight seven eight. So yeah, give us a like and thanks for listening, everyone. Like we said, we always appreciate it. Um, I will kick this off and say my voice is not the best. I was at a concert recently, so forgive my clearing of throats. It's not that bad. No, no, it's not noticeable. I would. It say. feels like it's pretty bad, and like I think it's definitely better. I woke up yesterday being like, oh my god. <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you go see Protest the Hero, right? Yeah. You get a little excited. Every time, no matter what. So, All right. I, I think we have a brief amount of news. I think we have a yeah. couple of points, mostly going to be talking about things we've watched, because it's, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Yeah, it's been, honestly, over a month and a half, I'd say, since yeah. David and I have seen each other and talked. So, yeah, we got lots to talk about. Um, not a lot of news. Um, I mean, first thing I'll say, I'll kick it off. This is kind of fun. We're at 541 listens, hey. so it is a pretty big jump since last time. Nice. Like I said, it's been a while, but it's pretty cool to see. So I've earned the tattoo now. The so. tattoo is uh, looking good, David. It oh, looks great. You. Uh, you can check out David's tattoo on our X. I believe I posted it. Also, there is a poll from the last episode for that draft. Uh, we're going to see who drafted the better team of movie sequels. Yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to episode 20, and uh, yeah. Did you, have you checked it recently? I haven't. I'm going to check it right now, I actually. Because I did. I did comment on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) One of them is from me. Let me check. um, Saying that um, mine was obviously the better pick. Well, you're obviously fucking biased. Uh, As far as news goes, um, the only thing I really have, uh, we kind of briefly mentioned it a little bit when we talked about Kick-Ass, was uh, Matthew Vaughn's newest film coming out, Argyle. Uh, The trailer finally came out. It looks good. Look. I've not seen it, so when we're done here, I'll probably be one of the first things I look at. Yeah, it looks like a fun Matthew Vaughn film. Um, good cast. I mean, I like all of them. Riley has a little bit of a resentment towards Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, man. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> nah, honestly, I just don't love her. Every time I see her in a movie, she just is meh. No, it's a uh, it's great cast. It's Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, Dua Lipa. Don't know who that is. Uh, she's uh, some famous pop star right now. Ariana DeBose. I don't know who that is. Me neither. John Cena. I'm sure. And Samuel motherfucking Jackson. Nice. So, looks good. It's an Apple TV movie. I don't know how it works. I think they still release it in theaters and then it goes exclusively to them because they did the same thing. That makes sense. With Scorsese's new one that's coming out or is out. Yeah, Flowers of the Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it. Me too. It's on the short list. Yeah. Same with the creator. I've not seen the creator. Oh, I wanted to watch that yeah, too. It's, that's, yeah, to be honest, like this week I'll probably go see it. Um, one more, one depressing thing. It's a little sad, but um, a couple pop people passed away. Paul Rubens died. 
most famous as uh, Pee Wee Herman. He's in uh, Mystery Men as yeah. the Spleen. <laughs> Bunch of random roles, you know, up and downs for his career for sure, but influential to say the least. Pee Wee Herman, it was just such a big deal at the time. So yeah, I never, I don't think I've ever really watched any Pee Wee Herman. Oh really? Yeah. I watched the show like not a lot, but I've seen a number of episodes of the show, and it, it is just silly and ridiculous. But that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I saw, which is not depressing, is the Avatar live action. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, Netflix is doing a live action show of that, and they've released a lot of stills of what a lot of the main main ish characters look like. And like, obviously, they're just pictures, but everything looks really good. Nice. Yeah, a little better than the last one we got. So we'll just leave it at that, <laughs> and hopefully, the, the everything else they keep releasing looks good. I'm excited for it. It's a really good show. Yeah. So if they pull off a good adaptation of it, like fingers crossed, could be really well done. It could be shit, but you know what? Let's think positively. Yes. That's it for news? Yeah, we might as well just get into what we've been watching because there's so much. Sure. You yeah, I'll just take it away real quick. Um, I watched Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. One of the newer Disney movies. Um, good cast. Like, yeah, really good cast. Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson. Danny. Danny DeVito. Um, the one guy yeah. whose name it's I'm going to butcher, but I'll still try it. Yeah. Um, it's based off the uh, like the Disneyland ride. Um, and, I mean, I'll just take this moment to tell everyone know i went to california recently i went to disneyland and i went on to haunted mansion ride and i was like looking forward to seeing the movie just because i knew i was able to go on the ride um and it was like a decent ride um lakeith stanfield is yeah, what i'm gonna that's say a pretty good. yeah, yeah that's and pretty then good. uh tiffany haddish and then jared leto um honestly it wasn't bad it wasn't great like i'm not sitting here like oh my god go see it everyone uh it was a decent movie i definitely felt like it was uh maybe directed towards a younger audience which I am no longer that audience. So the kids stuff of the movie, I was kind of like, oh, this is cheesy, and I don't mm-hmm. really know if I love this. But everything else was pretty good. Like, the cast was all really good, and they're all, like, campy and cheesy, like, in a, like as a Disney movie. Like, it kind of worked, though. Um, to be honest, Owen Wilson and Danny DeVito, like, as you would expect, they made me laugh the most. And, and like, Keith Stanfield is kind of the main character, so he was, like, a good main character, because I like him as well. Yeah. Um, there were, like, two moments, like, one that was Danny DeVito and one was Owen Wilson that, like, burst out laughing and like i just thought it was really funny so yeah um, I, i've heard it's kind decent. of what you expect in yeah. the movie. like you know you always it's it's going to be hard to not compare pirates of the caribbean when you an adapt a ride into a movie because yeah. pirates I so the first one is just it's hard to top right so it's nowhere near as good as pirates but uh, it was pretty decent so i'm going to give it 6.75 good actors out of 10 nice yeah uh first up on my list is the um who makes it? Peacock original TV series, Twisted Metal. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, starring Anthony Mackie, uh, Stephanie Beatriz, uh, Will Arnett does the voice of one of the characters, and Thomas Hayden Church as the main antagonist. Uh, it's based on the PlayStation games. Those of us <laughs> Such who, a ridiculous game too. <laughs> who grew up, it's about it's cars that have big machine guns and rockets and shoot each other. Uh, it was fucking great. As oh, yeah? far as the TV show oh, goes, I'm very happy to hear that. It was fun. It was funny. It was badass. All the characters were really good. Uh, there's good growth between everyone. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to season two. How many episodes is it? Uh, ten. Oh yeah, okay. So it was like it's pretty easy to like 45 minutes, like like yeah. Like, I, I think maybe not even. Okay, okay, cool. So it's easy to digest. Fair it, like from the first time you see a car, it's it's great. It's just like. People with Twisted giant metal. machine guns yeah. shoot each other. And well, like, again, if you don't know the game, I just I remember playing it when I was a kid. It literally is just. It's almost like they said, "Let's make the most ridiculous racing slash like battle game." Yeah. with cars. I don't even know if you race in it. And like, 
the end of the first season. No spoilers. It's a great like climax, action like, scene. Yeah. Cool. Like it's like watching what's your uh, Twisted Metal. Oh, like, the great game. Cool. So I was really into it. I thought everyone did great. Um, I hope to God there's a season two because the way that ends, it definitely oh, needs I it. I understand. Uh, I'll give that one eight and a half car rockets out of ten. Nice. It's just it's fun. It's light and it's a good adaptation of a video game. So cool. I'll take it. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, honestly, I don't have Peacock, but there's nothing to stop me from getting it. Yeah. Like, there's enough on there that I definitely would. And that's put, I like Anthony Mackie, too. He's good. Yeah, he always stands guy. out as, like, a good actor for me. Yeah, and Stephanie Beatrice. Like, yeah, I like her, too. Yeah, she, yeah. it was a different, like, it, obviously, you're going to compare it to, like, Rosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, some, obviously, parts that's, that's like, similar to her. The 99, in case yeah. anyone doesn't know, but, yeah. Uh, but, no, it's good. Watch it. Cool. Uh, okay, I watched TMNT Secret of the Ooze, I think mm, it's called, the newest yeah. Ninja Turtle movie. Um, I remember talking about the trailer when, when it first came out, and I was into the idea that they actually look and sound and act like teenagers. I think that's something that the other movies, or adaptations at least, like, oh yeah, they always are eating pizza, cracking jokes, yeah. but like, I just they were actually teenagers in this. I didn't like, I, I liked that quite a bit. Um, the movie itself, it's all right. It's animated. Um, it's produced by like Seth Rogen and his team. So to be honest, the voice cast was like amazing. And it kind of was at the point that I kind of saw it because the cast was what it was. Like if the cast was a bunch of people I didn't like, I probably wouldn't have seen it. Um, but the movie was all right. Like Ninja Turtles. Like I like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Right? They're like superheroes and shit. Um, the story got like ridiculous in the sense of it was animated and, you know, it wasn't just like Shredder. Shredder coming back to fight the turtles. It was like this like ice cube was this mutated fly and he's trying to make everyone else in the city mutants so, oh it's called like mutant mayhem or something. yeah 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 um so like that part was more ridiculous and crazy than i thought it would be but again i think they embraced like we're making an animated movie you might as well go balls to the wall yeah exactly um and it's similar to haunted mansion like i understand i'm not a kid anymore I think if I was a kid, I might be liking these movies yeah, a little more. Maybe you just need to watch some adult movies. You know, I'm just kind of going to the theater. And I was, I'm, I was kind of at the point of once a week. So just seeing movies that were in the yeah. theater kind of thing. Um, and I'm just saying, like, I didn't love it as much as maybe I would have even 12, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I think the actors made it. Excuse me. I don't think it would have been as good if it wasn't Paul Rudd as that guy and Seth Rogen as that guy. And jo- you know what I mean? Ice Cube is the main villain. Like, he, yeah. I just like Ice Cube kind of thing. Uh, I wouldn't really recommend it, so I was disappointed in that sense, but I wasn't let down because, again, my bar was low, I guess. Yeah. So I'm going to say six good voice actors out of ten. Mm. Yeah. Where is it, where is it compared to, to like, the Michael Bay ones? Because I haven't watched those. I don't think... Are those See, actually it, directed by Michael Bay? I think the first one... I think the first one is directed by him, but the second one is yeah. not. I'd actually have to vet that, but... Um, those ones is a good example of like they're not teenagers that's a perfect example of like you know when they like have a 31 year old playing a high schooler like that's (laughs) what the michael bay movies feel like is like these are adult like this is what michael bay thinks a teenager is like and honestly those ones are cool and it was really weird about it is johnny knoxville voices leonardo so like every other like like donatello michelangelo Raphael, they're all voice and body captured by the same person and then Leonardo is body captured by the one actor. He's actually in Parks oh, yeah. in one episode. And then voiced by Johnny Knoxville. And it's like, what? And like, <laughs> when you watch it too, it's just Johnny Knoxville as Leonardo. So that part's definitely weird. I'm Leonardo. Welcome to Jackass. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
But I, I don't know. I think this one had charm in it as well. Again, because they were kids. Like, and there's like their fight scenes. They're like they're still learning. And actually, actually, Jackie Chan is um, Splinter. Yeah, that's cool. It was cool. Like, I'm down with that. He was good, right? Yeah. Um. So like that, it had that part going for it. Um. I would say the Michael Bay one. Like, those are more badass because it's Michael Bay, yeah. right? Like the the fight scenes are really cool because they have like good camera shots and stuff. But like this one, just like I said, embrace the animated style. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. It's different. Yeah. Okay, cool. Next up on my list is the uh, fantasy adventure Netflix series One Piece. Oh, it's the adaptation of a anime that's been going on for like dude, tw- it's like twenty fucking on. years. Yeah, yeah. Actually, probably has, longer, David. Yeah, like yeah. thousands of episodes. Yeah. Um, never watched a single episode of the anime. I watched the trailer for the live action one, and I thought, you know what? Why not? I'll give it a shot, dude. It is so fucking good. So Michaela watched it. She said she liked it too. Yeah. It's great, man. You would love it. Yeah, I heard, like yeah. the fight scenes are dope, and it's like it's ridiculous. It, obviously, it's based on an anime, yeah. so like you got to take certain things with a grain of salt that it's going to be over the top and which I, like done. yeah. <laughs> but holy fuck, I was not expecting it to be that good to be invested in it and it to actually like have such deep characters. Mm. Like each there's episodes where you get to focus on the backstories of certain like members right. of the yeah, crew, yeah, yeah. and it's like heart-wrenching for yeah. some of it and like everyone's well acted everyone's perfectly cast i loved it man um I, I don't watch a ton of anime like to be honest growing up i Escaflone. watched like yeah drag ball z yeah. you know um but anime is good for that right like anime is not just badass fight scenes like there often is like good characters yeah. and storylines and yeah and yeah like sorry like, to anyone who's watched the anime but i just i never did yeah and honestly i used to like i remember it's funny being bored at my dad's house watching tv as a kid <laughs> and just uh watching like on fox kids on saturday mornings or whatever it would be on before digimon or whatever the fuck and yeah. i watched a couple episodes and like never was invested to the point of like new like i know i know that like what it's about i know that yeah. they're a crew and that there's certain characters like i know some of them but i have no idea what it's actually about um yeah i guess i'll give a brief yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about this young guy uh luffy d monkey who wants to find the one piece which is like this really famous pirates treasure and whoever finds the one piece becomes king of the pirates so it's about him trying to find that and on the way he ends up meeting all these people who end up kind of joining his crew and you got like zoro straw hats, right yeah the straw hat pirates there's like zoro who's like um no zero or zero one of them. Anyway, he's this fucking badass guy with three swords who, like, mm. is who he wants to be the best swordsman cool. in the world. So, like, he almost is. But there's, like, this dope part where he challenges <laughs> this other guy. Um, and then uh, there's this one guy. What's his name? Nami's the girl. She's, like, a thief. Nice. Who has, like, a dark past. And, like, she's kind of sussy. <laughs> um, Usopp, who's, like, kind of... He's just always boisterous and thinks, like... He always tell, he's tells man? these like big stories about how he's the best, but he's like really not. Well, it's like Jay on uh, in between. Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. like that, but yeah. on a pirate ship. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Sanjay, who's this like chef, who's oh, yeah. like really good yeah, at yeah, martial yeah. arts. Yeah, I remember that guy. Um, and it's just about them like going on these adventures, cool. and it is so good. Yeah. I was blown away. There, I think they've already greenlit. Green, green, greenlit. Thank you. Season two, based on like how good the first one did. Uh, so I gave it nine gum gum uh pistols out of ten all right yeah i'm not gonna ask you'll see it and you'll be like oh yeah yeah." i i'm surprised you haven't seen it because i watched it and i was about to text you be like dude just there's so much on my list yeah yeah um it's 
doing, I saw this video, I feel like it was like yesterday or the day before. Um, I don't know, I'm going to say the CEO of Netflix. I don't actually remember who it was, but it was someone high up at Netflix giving a presentation. It's done things that no show has ever done. So it's number one in like every top country. Nice. So like it, they even said like Stranger Things didn't do that. Squid Games didn't do that. There's some, oh, Wednesday didn't do that because those shows all broke records. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know, it's cool. Well, and like that makes me feel better for you about Avatar because apparently it's pretty good mm, to the you anime. You actually are right because yeah. like literally talking about a Netflix uh, Netflix. Uh, live a- anime adaptation yeah. yeah yeah and apparently like obviously i haven't watched the original but from what i've read it's pretty fucking faithful and like fans of the anime are happy with yeah it. yeah i think i've seen that as well I yeah mean, they don't hate it. it yeah so okay well i'm gonna actually go off of that and i watched a different netflix adaptation it's called the chosen one now it's an adaptation of mark miller book it's essentially about, I think it might be, again, like you were, I might live with you when I bought it way back, but it's like a born again Jesus. It's like Jesus has, like, he is like the second coming of Christ is the idea. Um, and I'm going to spoil the comic and the show. Like, it, you know. Is this like a new show that just came yeah. out? Yeah. Oh. Um, within like the last six months or so. Oh. Um, I'm going to spoil everything right now because you're not going to watch it. Uh, Don't tell me what to do. It's pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's not Jesus. He is actually like Satan. Oh. He's like the son of the devil. But the whole, and like the book's only three chapters. It's a very short read, but like he, you as the audience and he as the person is told like, hey, you are a part of the Bible story and this. And he just assumes he's the son of God. Oh, yeah. And he's actually, the, it's a good reveal. He's the son of the devil. And then there's book two that comes out. It's about the actual son of God, or the actual, it's like the daughter of God. And then book three is them fighting. So I essentially think the show was planned to be like that. Um, it was rough, man. It was bad. <laughs> and like, I love Mark Miller. And like, yeah. he's like an edgy, like comic book writer. And I understand not everyone's going to like him, like whatever. But like, I don't know. It was just, they adapted it into Spanish I guess Mexican, like it's take, it takes place in Mexico, yeah. Um, and the religious like themes and I don't know community is strong there, and you can tell in the show. But like it's like poorly shot and poorly edited, and like the kids were all it's like about a kid, bunch of kids, and like the main cast is some kids. Like there's some adults because like there's priests who have trouble with him, blah blah blah. Like the priests were good, they, like the adults in it, and like the kids were all very well cast, like they were good actors. But like the editing and the pacing and like it's a three chapter book. It's a very short read, but they took it into like a six episode show. Hmm. And it's just, I don't know, man, it was rough to watch. Hmm. It was kind of one of those things. Like I only am finishing this so I can finish it. (laughs) Like I don't really want to watch these right now. Um, I was very disappointed. And again, it was like Netflix adapting a comic book. I know it's not anime, but yeah. Hopefully for the best. Yeah. And I was really disappointed. Um, Again, I'm going to give it five out of 10 because the acting was all well done. To be honest, the reveal at the end was actually very well done as well. The thing is, I knew the reveal was coming. Yeah. Like, so I'm like waiting for this reveal. And then once it happened, I was like, actually, that was good. But I knew it was coming. So this whole, like, you know. And maybe that took away. Like, maybe if I watched the show not knowing, maybe it would help. Well, you probably wouldn't have gotten that far anyway. I don't know. So right. five out of ten, bad adaptation. Shame. Yeah. Well, since we... Sorry, I will say, I just think Mark Miller shouldn't be ad- adapted into shows. Because Jupiter's Legacy was his other yeah, one on Netflix. Netflix, did. and that sucked too. It, it bombed hard, and I didn't hate it as much, but like his movies are usually pretty good. Like, I guess it depends on who he has like 
and like a showrunner or director yeah. or whatever. Well, yeah, like Matthew, Matthew Vaughn, Vaughn right? did great. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Just, so just yeah. get Matthew Vaughn working on it. Next time they announce a Mark Miller show, I'm going to be very... Now, I'm still going to watch it, but I'm going to be very hesitant to see <laughs> how good it is. I'm not going to enjoy it. Right? So. Um, again, Netflix show for me coming up here. Uh, watch The Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, yeah. Flanagan's new TV series. Big fan of him. Yeah, who's he again? Sorry. Uh, the horror guy. He does like Haunting of Hill House, right. Haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, bunch of good those, horror movies. Those the kids, Midnight Mass, and the Crazy House. No, that's a Midnight Club. Oh, that's not him. That is him as oh, well. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, I don't know. He's probably, in my opinion, yeah. the best guy working in horror right now. Other people like David Wayne, other kind of jump scary horror. I'm not a fan of that. I like smart horror. Because you're so smart. Pretentious yeah. horror shows. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> so it's based on uh, Edgar Allan Poe's work. Oh, cool. So The Fall of the House of Usher is a story by Edgar Allan Poe. But, so, sorry, I guess I'll give a brief synopsis of the show. It's about this uh, really wealthy family who works in the pharmaceutical industry. And the, the head of the family, uh, a guy named... Uh, I'm assuming Ro- it takes place in like the 1800s or something. No, no, this is like modern. Oh, day. it's a, is, okay, yeah. okay. modern. It's a modern adaptation. Yeah. I understand. Uh, a guy named Roderick Usher is like the head of the family, and a slight spoiler, just a, a little one. Um, he ends up making a deal with, I don't know what you would call her, a demonic entity. Oh, we'll say like a supernatural. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That his family is going to become super successful. They'll oh, never cool. have any legal troubles. None of that. But eventually they're all going to die at the same time. Like, the, he knows this? Yeah. Oh. He makes a deal that, like, okay. yeah. So it's about his family, and they're, like, the super rich pharmaceutical company. Like, oh, what's the people who did that? The drug, this Oxycontin. They're, like, that family. And, oh, like, they're, like, taking advantage of it. Yeah. I understand. So it's about the family slowly getting killed by this entity. Cool. And yeah. it's cool because each of the characters. Oh, that's why you looked her up. Yeah, <laughs> each of the characters in it are named after a character in Edgar Allan Poe's other work, and each of the episodes about how each of the kids dies is also based on an Edgar Allan Poe work. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah, so there's like I don't know, oh, ten or fifteen of Edgar Allan Poe's works within this one work cool. based on Edgar cool. Allan Poe's work, and it's not it's not as scary as his other work was like haunting of hill house to me is still the best piece of horror i've ever watched um but it builds very nicely until the end and the ending of the season is just so good and it's such a good payoff because you see all this other stuff i mean there's the occasional jump scare here and there but it's good everything everyone's well acted it's all character uh actors who have worked with flanagan before it's kind of his thing he likes to bring in the same people everyone acts it perfectly uh carla guigino yeah i don't know uh Uh, she plays verna who's like the entity she's fucking oh she's the entity she fucking nails it the whole series uh bruce greenwood plays uh roderick usher he's great it's good to see a man like this titan of industry like slowly start to like Uh... lose his grip on reality like what's the, real and what's fall, not yeah the yeah, fall yeah, of the house yeah, of usher yeah, yeah. uh it's great i suggest watching it cool, i give man. it uh eight murdered rich kids out of ten nice cool that's it sounds like i would like it yeah and like i didn't know it was like 
until I obviously I do what you do after you watch something, start you start looking, looking at yeah. stuff and Rabbit it's like holes. this character is from this and this character is from this. And Mark Hamill is in it as oh. a lawyer. Oh so good. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. And like I looked up his character obviously and there's a whole sh- story based on him that's kind of like brought into the show as well like mentioned that something. he did this and it's based on Edgar Allan Edgar Poe's book oh, it's cool well written yeah, yeah Flanagan man he's the man yeah I just kind of looked at while you were blabbering on there um, there's so he does so much I didn't realize all that shit was him what blabbering on yeah <laughs> <laughs> you do, do that a lot no, I'm just kidding <laughs> I probably of the two of us yeah. I'm definitely the one who blabbers more um, get sidetracked easily no <laughs> anyways no. um all right, I kind of think I got all the... Actually, let me just get the last not-so-great movie out of the way, and then I can move on to the better ones. Uh, my nephew likes Paw Patrol, so I went and saw the Paw Patrol 2 movie with him. It was our. <laughs> um, it should have won an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Even to be nominated. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it was, uh, it was a Paw Patrol movie. So, you remember how I said I didn't love those other movies? <laughs> I didn't really love it. Yeah. It's more like a couple parts that I found kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was more like the idea of taking my nephew to his first movie, which was kind of fun. Um, but we can move on quick. I'll give it a 5 out of 10. Cute little dog superheroes. Because, you know, they all got superpowers. Yeah. Which is like, obviously, like superheroes. So yeah, like, that part was kind of fun. And it's like, but the one dog, she didn't get any. She had to, like, figure out what her superpower was. You know, Was it being a good friend? No, she's like a wiener dog. It's like, clearly, she's going to stretch. And, like, she's trying to say, like, you know, the dog, like, goes down the cliff. She has to, like, yeah. stretch. And, you know, so. Sounds great. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd rather watch Ninja Turtles or Haunted Mansion <laughs> again or something. Uh, me again? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, next on my list is Following. This is uh, Christopher Nolan's first film. Uh, it was released in 1998. Cool. It's kind of the story about this guy who starts following people just randomly. He kind of gets obsessed with like learning about people, and he ends up following this one guy who turns out to be a guy who breaks into houses. Oh, interesting. And it kind of like starts all these events obviously it's christopher nolan so things are told in <laughs> different like time frames <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like it the ending is the start and the start is like the ending um you can definitely tell it's his first film it's yeah. not as high budget yeah um fun. it's very well acted though uh it has a pretty good twist at the end and it's just nice to see the first steps i'll say of a director who's going to go on to like yep. become such an influential director of our time it's not obviously as good as his other ones. It's a first film, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I still liked it. I like think a little indie kind of. Like, yeah, like you said, can, low budget. Yeah, it's black and white budget. too. Oh, is it cool? That, um, that's kind of cool. But again, it's the start of something bigger and uh, a man who has such an influence on movies today. So it was nice to go back and watch. I'm gonna try to watch a bunch of like directors' first stuff just to kind of you know that's cool. Look at the origin stories. Yeah. Um, but I gave it uh, 6.75 twists out of 10. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah. not great, but not bad. Like, no, like, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I wasn't no. like, oh, this is fucking Fuck trash. This is yeah. shit. Yeah. But it, you can tell, like, that his next film was going to be Memento. Oh, yeah. I I've only seen Memento once. It's pretty good. I just don't like it. No? And again, I've only watched it the once, and I think Memento itself would probably make the list of, like, rewatchable movies. Yeah. So, like, maybe that's what I need to do. I just feel like, and it's kind of a spoiler for Memento, but, like... What? <laughs> it's him? Yeah. What the fuck am I watching this movie <laughs> for? So I have to go back and rewatch it. I understand. It's like, a, like I get it. It's more like the way the movie is made. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I yeah. get it. The jumps in time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I saw Gran Turismo. Oh. Um, yeah. 
It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, based on a true story of essentially um, Mercedes. Uh, I don't remember which car company is. I'll look it up. Um, but uh, essentially the video game Gran Turismo, it was about the fact that they took like the best, I don't know, 10 something best drivers in the world and they like had them all try out to be an actual race car driver. Um, and like I said, it's a true story. So this actually happened. Um, it was directed by Neil Blom. Blomkamp, whatever. I don't know how to say his name. Oh, yeah, he's um, good. He is good, and that's why I think I was kind of drawn in right away. Like it had me. Like I was like into this movie, and it was it was very like driven. <laughs> um, uh, Nissan, it's Nissan who does it. So Nissan sponsored this like pro- progress of getting these kids from behind the video game to like in an actual car, um, and it just kind of shows this guy's story of like becoming a professional race car driver. Um, it's crazy too. Like he kills someone. And, sorry. He crashes and someone dies. <laughs> I was gonna say, Sorry, what? someone <laughs> dies though from the crash. Yeah, that he and that, that's a real life thing. It happened in real life, and it's just like crazy story. Um, it was well acted. Uh, the, Good cast. Yeah, a couple of the main characters are like kids too, and like you, you know, kids are often like. Yeah, you know, could be like, good. He could, could be, be good. Yeah. Could be terrible. And he's not a kid. He's like a young adult, like a teenager, yeah. or whatever. He was good. Um, David Harbor was in it, and he like plays like a perfect David Harbor role. <laughs> role like. This unlikable coach who's going to help the main character kind of thing. And then, what's his name? Orlando Bloom. He's pretty good in it as well. Um, yeah, and I, I found it really cool. The, the, guy this, the, the, the guy that the story is about is the stunt driver oh, for the movie. That's cool. So he's actually in the movie. Yeah, that nice. you know, Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I'd, check, I'd, I'd recommend it. Like, don't run out and buy it tomorrow. But, you know, like it was something good to watch. And it was, it was I don't know, like a nice, inspiring like story kind of thing. So... I'm going to give it 7.25 Kenny G songs out of 10. Oh. It's pretty funny. It's very funny. It's a good, it's a good little show, yeah. I don't think that's Kenny G anyway. You don't like Kenny G? Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> I like Kenny G. Well, do you? Name I mean, me. I don't listen to Kenny G, but every time I hear some Kenny G, it's like, that's pretty good. How often, like, in your daily life do you hear Kenny G? Now, to be honest, I have a podcast that I listen to, and they have a Kenny G drop. So <laughs> oh, and there then, now, there's some Reddit, because, like, Kenny G is kind of like... Not a hero, but people on Reddit like him a lot. So he'll pop up on Reddit sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, there you go. I would. I never run into Kenny G in my daily life. Interesting. Next I bet up. you you listen. I bet you you if I, I threw so. some on, just like oh, I know that song or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll talk after the. Game. I'm not gonna start trying to. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay. Next up on my list is the 2019 American historical political drama film The Report, uh, directed by Scott Z. Burns, uh, starring Adam Driver. Michael C. Hall, Tim Blake Nelson, John Hamm. Good cast. Uh, it's essentially the story of this guy who works for uh, a U.S. senator gets tasked with looking into um, the CIA's use of torture following September 11th attacks. And it's about him kind of learning, like, to what extent the U.S. government tortured prisoners for, for information. And these... Um, tactics that they use like waterboarding and like not letting them sleep and like all these stuff there's a specific name that they had for what they called it um it's really fucking good it's fucked up to like learn all this stuff that this actually all happened it's based on a real guy it's based on a real report that he tried to release and it shows him learning all this stuff him writing this report and then the battle he has between the cia between the CIA and the like government about releasing yeah, yeah, the report. this document. Yeah. So all this stuff ends up getting redacted. Like 
essentially he goes from like a 6700 page report to like oh i see they take like a, a 200 yeah, page yeah, report yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's all about that um it was really good um the whole cast nails it adam driver i like him good as always yeah, he's good um and i always like anything based on like real life like that yeah obviously i'm sure some liberties were even taken. gran turismo right like, yeah it's, it's yeah um but as far as like a, a good amazon film like yeah I'd, I'd watch it again cool uh gave it uh seven tortured prisoners out of ten. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> not not redacted redacted listen, it's not a light movie yeah. like no well, going into it yeah it's gonna like there's some there's some scenes of torture that is like hard to watch crazy so well just know that going in shit happens shit happens indeed yeah um okay i watched a movie called dumb money it's uh, essentially about the oh reddit yes. uh gme GameStop, GameStop yeah. stock um yeah. hedge fund battle all that stuff so um it's uh so i guess yeah it's a movie about what happened on reddit and with gamestop in like 2021 uh, what's the cat the guy's name uh he's the one who kind of got it started yeah um Honestly, it's kind of cool because I was kind of a part of it. Like, I didn't invest nearly as much money as some of these people, but I did get some GameStop stuff. Nice. Um, and not that it was like, oh, I'm, this movie was about me, but I was kind of there following the story as it was happening anyways. Um, so it's essentially, what's his name here? Some kitty, right? Yeah, yeah. Ro- Roaring Kitty. That's it. So his name is Keith Gill. It's about um, Keith Gill, and he was kind of the person who kicked off the idea of not fucking over hedge funds but like striking back maybe is a good way to put it like making them pay for because they normally short stop yeah they literally yeah and it's 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 a big fucking like financial process but essentially they shorted stocks knowing that no one could buy them so then they would just sell them all or whatever and it's about keith gill got and it was kind of like he did use Reddit as his platform yeah. and YouTube because I think his Ro- Roaring Kitty was YouTube. Yeah. And, well, deep, and our, deep fucking value, I think. Yeah, something like that. I can look it up, but whatever. Um, and it's about him, like I said, like kind of get, gathering the masses and people giving it to these fucking hedge fund owners. And it was kind of like a power versus the people kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I really did like it. It was a well done movie. The cast is really great, so I'll kind of rip them off. Uh, Paul Dano with Keith Gill was, is Keith Gill. Um, I love Paul Dano. He's like yeah, every he's time I see him and everything. Yeah. I remember um, Girl Next Door. He's like the buddy. And he's like so nerdy and shitty. Not shitty, but like just like a nerdy, like kind of nobody in that. And like I just ever since I've seen him, he's and like uh, the Batman. I've talked about that recently. Yeah, I Little love Miss him. Sunshine. He's great, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Um, Pete Davidson is his brother. And like he just is like such a Pete Davidson ro- role, but he like nails it. He's like really good in it. Uh, Vincent Dirt. Donofrio, Donofrio, yeah, he's one of the head fund owners along with Nick Offerman and Seth Rogen. Um, Sebastian Stan is like one of the, the shitty guys too. America Ferrera, um, what's the guy's name? I really like him. Um, sorry, it's all right here. Dane DeHaan is in it. Um, oh yeah, he's good. And he was like shitty in it, but he's like he was good in the movie. Um, anyways, it was good. I would check it out. It was a cool story, and I wasn't sure. Similar to what we were just talking about, like a real life story. It kind of like made me want to look more into this story even though it just happened yeah. like two three years ago or whatever yeah there's a, a great documentary on amazon about it yeah and then netflix also has one as well and it's crazy man like the hedge fund stuff it, like when i even looked into it at the time it's like how does this even happen yeah and it was a really it was again another like inspiring story it kind of shows how like 
even though none of like the it's like kind of like shows how small the world is now like we can band together even though no one knows each other we're yeah. in, across the country and shit like that so well, yeah that like internet trolls essentially like they like made those um hedge fund guys like lose like billions oh of man and, and you see it yeah and, like it's great and like, <laughs> it's even like a little scene from the trailer but like seth rogan's there and they're like are you gonna give your your like in the hearing it's like are you gonna be behind the wine he's like that's not a big wine collection and then um it, what was really cool uh, it shows clips from the hearings so you see these hearings happen it's seth rogan talking to the camera um nick offerman at the one point he's like you see him like how many people are in the room with you right now and he's just like looking and then like he's like uh five but you see people like leaving the room you see this in the movie and then while the credits are rolling they show the real clips yeah and it's like it was crazy man it was really cool i'm getting kind of down the rabbit hole blabbering as i do um but i really did like it i i was surprised by it i kind of went to see it again for the cast and then was like this was this was awesome yeah um 7.75 chicken tendies out of nice. 10. I get that reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I watched the um I think I watched the Amazon one, one. of the documentaries. And it, I was like this is it was a fucking great documentary yeah. and you get into it like you get sucked into the story. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah. Like finding out that like well, he was behind it all, the Roaring Kitty. Yeah. And and you know, it, it's like kind of the ups and downs too, right? Like yeah. they try to like they they close the thing and then Yeah, they stop people from buying it on Robin Hood. Yeah, right? exactly. And then yeah. that's Sebastian Stan is like the oh, one yeah. of the Robin Hood owners. Um and then his hearing, you see and obviously it's Paul Dano. It's yeah. not actually Keith Gill or whatever. Um but that moment it was like fucking Yeah, it's cool. It was like, awesome. Yeah. I love I love watching like documentaries about real stuff like that. Yeah. Especially uh, when it's a good well like a well made documentary too, yeah. right? Like yeah. Yeah, some documentaries are like shit. But well, like if yeah. it's a fun one, especially stuff like that with cause you have the humor of Reddit. Mm-hmm. And like the chicken tendies and like all that stuff, right? Yeah, it's great. We the people, That's yeah. Kind of how it felt too. So it's nice taking down the big, the big guy. You yeah. Know? Uh, okay. Uh, second to last on my list is the 1993 road thriller film California. Oh yeah, with a K, uh, starring Brad Pitt, Julia Lewis, David Duchovny, and Michelle Forbes. It's a story about um, a guy in, I think he's in college or university david coveney um really becomes obsessed with the idea of like going to all these different serial killer locations and like trying to get inside the mind of a serial killer so he plans this cross-country journey with his girlfriend and they need gas money so they look they put up this ad for this couple like they're looking for people to come on the trip with them to help share the costs and it ends up being brad pitt and juliette lewis who are these like really hillbilly poor people end up going on this tour with them but brad pitt ends up being this insane psychopath who kills people as they go on this trip uh fucking brad pitt nails this man i've never seen him as a villain before Mm. and it was great he's um pretty young in it too like yeah 1993 so i don't know how old he is it was definitely an early role for him oh crazy he was 30 (laughs) (laughs) um He's great. Dave Duchovny, obviously, great. I, I don't really know uh, Michelle Forbes from much. She was great. Julia she, Lewis. Oh, my God. She's always she fucking good, yeah. nails it out of the I park, like as usual. It was kind of a boring movie. Like, the pacing wasn't great, mm. was uh, what I feel was the biggest issue with it. Because it was, like, kind of boring, kind of boring, kind of boring. And then, like, all this shit hit, like, oh, at the I end. See. And yeah, it was yeah. like, holy fuck, this is, like, <laughs> a lot to get through. Um it was fine. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I'm glad I watched it just to like 
Because, you know, Brad Pitt's... I feel like he kind of gets forgotten about as being, like... A good actor. A good actor. Yeah. Like, I know he's, like, a star, mm-hmm. but you kind of forget that he's he has great acting chops yeah. until you watch something like this or, like, even Fury. I, I found... It. Oh, it, it was good. Yeah. It was, again, like, hard to watch him do certain things because you're, like, he's supposed to be the good guy, which is why I liked Fury. I oh, know I'm talking about Fury. Anyway. <laughs> uh, California was pretty... I love Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Didn't shower. Um... California, I, you know what? If it's on something and you have nothing else to watch, watch it. It has, obviously, some scenes that are hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but don't go out of your way to watch it. Nice. So uh, I gave that one a 6.75 great acting performances out of 10. Nice. Yeah. And it is always nice. Like, you know, you kind of said, like, oh, it's, it was a little bit of a slow movie. But sometimes even one good acting performance can carry a movie or at least get through those slower parts. Yeah. It made me re like, like have a lot more appreciation for Brad Pitt. Yeah. And like you said, like even you maybe forgot he was a good actor. Yeah. Right? Like, like it was un he was almost unrecognizable. Mm, that's how good of a performance cool. it was. I think about, uh, um, inglorious bastards and also once upon a time in, in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Like both of those roles are good. And Tarantino, but like, obviously written for him or most likely written for him and like he probably he's kind of playing himself yeah like he's the he's like a manly guy in charge which is like probably what he always is right so okay um blue beetle Mm. i saw it dc is one of 20 people to see it. dc's latest yeah because aquaman's not out yet not yet um so yeah blue beetle it's a dc comic book um movie one of the newer dc entertainment universes cinematic universes whatever yeah is it like the first of the new one sure yeah but there's Aquaman's no the last of the old one i think it's i think i think <laughs> it's, a, it's a dc movie let's just leave <laughs> yeah. it at that um it's essentially it's about a guy named robbie reyes he's like a i want to say he's a latino i don't remember where he lives but i'm not gonna call that up but he's like a latino guy living with his family trying to make a living in like the big city or whatever um gets wrapped up in this hot girls companies whatever blah 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 and then uh ends up becoming a superhero so it's like a superhero origin movie um similar to like a spider-man or like you know everything else yeah so like it was pretty generic but it wasn't necessarily bad generic. It was just kind of generic. So, um, like I said, origin story. This is who we are. We're the underdogs. This is how I get my superpowers. I don't know how these superpowers work. Okay, I'm going to learn. Okay, I'm going to beat the villain. You know what I mean? So, again, it wasn't necessarily bad, though. Just pretty generic. Pretty by the yeah. books. Um, he was good. Um, I don't remember the actor's name. He's kind of a, like a, like a, not a nobody, but not a famous movie yeah. star. Um, the girl was good. The villain was pretty good. What's her name? Um who is like what susan, is the villain of it like, uh one sec i think it's susan sarandon i just want to make sure um but essentially she uh she is like oh maybe it's not susan sarandon she essentially is like the uh so like the lady from stepmom yeah yeah i didn't know her from <laughs> stepmom um she essentially is like the industrial rival to the girl she's like her, her aunt or something like that or her, her cousin or i think it's her aunt and then she uses like her rich whatever to get like an omec suit remember omec oh yeah so it's not necessarily it's not like omec but i think it's omec project or whatever it was oh yeah yeah so it's not that um 
Susan Sarandon, yeah, it was Susan Sarandon. Um, but she has like a guy who has like an OMAC suit, and he he is kind of like the physical villain, where okay. she is like the industrial villain, kind of like Iron Man Two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's not fighting Blue Beetle, yeah, but I was she's, gonna say that would be an interesting. You know choice. what I mean? But she's like the villain. <laughs> yeah. um, but the OMAC guy was pretty cool. Again, I fucking hate movies like spoilers like oh don't be bad just be good and then yeah. we, we can save the day together it's like one of those he yeah. just like chooses to stop fighting whatever that's lame. um but like Ooh. honestly it was good though it's a good movie his family was really good george was, lopez yeah he was fucking awesome <laughs> uh and like everybody else though like his dad and his mom his sister was really funny the grandma has a bunch of funny parts um so i think it was kind of oh excuse you david yeah, sorry <laughs> uh, i think it was kind of it carried me with that, with like the tertiary, tertiary parts of the movie. You know what I mean? Like the main st- stuff. It was a superhero origin. <laughs> Give it to me in stupid Love terms. It. <laughs> it was his tertiary shit. <laughs> the side characters. Oh, perfect. The side you. stuff. Yeah. Um, nice. uh, so the girl's Ted Cord's uh, daughter. That's cool. So I hear his suit. Is well, it? they go and they're like in the Beetle Cave. Yeah. And everything's there. Yeah. Dope. Um, and there's like a good like a post-credit scene or whatever like tease for the next one so like honestly it wasn't bad i was pretty happy with it even though it was generic um for you being a dc person you probably are not going to love it like it's not like anything special but it, again if you're like hung over on the couch and you see it on tv throw it on you might enjoy yeah. it yeah and again like i was laughing with the family it was, it was pretty good so i'm going to give it seven funny family members out of ten nice yeah again buy the books Better than DC's last. What was that? like Shazam, Fury of the Gods, well, Black yeah, Adam. Like, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Black Adam was just like like Shazam was bad yeah. too. Um, Black Adam was mad. Flash, honestly, it was might have been better than Flash. Oh really? Like no, no, it wasn't better than the Flash, but there were parts of it that I found the Flash had some parts I didn't love. This mm. was just like eh. satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, last on my list is technically three, but we're going to push it all into one review. Uh, we watched the Pitch Perfect series. Oh, yeah, yeah. One, two, and three. Story of a female a cappella college group who uses their singing to change the world, man. Wow, sounds great. <laughs> so, I got a couple of buddies now. Cody, you know, Cody from Red Deer. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Cody. You're probably yeah. not listening. Definitely not. He's like this big manly hunting guy. He always told me he's like Pitch Perfect. It's like my favorite movie of all time. He's like, you got to watch it. And then even my buddy uh, at work now, Troy, he's like Pitch Perfect. He's like, it's fucking hilarious. So I was like, you know what? I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'll watch it. it, it it's, I didn't really like it. It was all right. The first yeah, one yeah. was like, all right. I've only seen the first one. The first one was bad. like, yeah, it's, it's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's like, you know, the singing's pretty good. The second one, uh, they go up to the international acapella fucking showdown <laughs> and they're going up against a, a German group and oh, yeah. Flula. Do you know who Flula oh, is? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like the main guy in it and they're called Das Sound Machine. Cool. Um, and then the third one, oh my God, they're li- it's shit. Oh, it's just bad. not good in the slightest. No redeeming, well, okay, sorry, I won't say no because there is one aspect of all three that like saves it for me and it's the judges yeah they are fucking it's hilarious name right yeah um uh, that's what you said yeah he's a he was one of our underrated actors michael higgins yeah yeah him and elizabeth banks (laughs) yeah oh elizabeth banks yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) to me she directs it right does she i don't don't know thinks maybe not no jason moore oh okay at least the first one um 
they were fucking hilarious yeah like john michael higgins yeah he's good the shit that he says and like how like sexist and racist and like <laughs> off the cuff dry humor that he gives in those all three of those movies are great and the fact that they like brought them in on the third one and they're like doing a documentary about acapella so they're like with the group the whole time okay yeah yeah that they got to keep them in the movie because i think anyone making the movie like knows like this is the best part oh yeah of the movie <laughs> yeah, is these yeah, two. yeah yeah um i won't watch them again i think i'd watch like a compilation of the those two right yeah, yeah. before i'd ever want to watch this one again i mean uh the second one with das sound machine like they they did a muse song that was pretty fucking cool oh, yeah that's the one of those with bang strikes is the second one yeah so like i i i'd watch that on youtube as well but it's just i don't think it's a movie made for me like i feel like it's probably a more female audience yeah, who would like it it's yeah. about a group like, of surprise, females surprise you don't love it yeah yeah um but i gave it uh, five hilarious judges out of 10 nice. because they were like I was like laughing out loud. Yeah, that's how good they were. Yeah, and the, like their like um, the rhythm the two of them had together was just perfect. So, and that's honestly like when the chemistry like that like yeah can make or break and, yeah like, at least parts of the movie right. And I mean they maybe had five to ten minutes of screen time if that. But they, and yeah, that will stick with me longer than the rest of the movie will. Okay, um, last thing on my list, I watched Dune Part One. Mm. Um, I believe Dune Part 2 was supposed to come out right around now. I think maybe in like a month or so. Yeah, um, Christmas time. I think it was like November. Really? Um, I think so. But then uh, it got pushed because the writer's strike. Why did I get pushed? Is uh, it done? Yeah, but I believe it's because they don't want to make money for people. I think it's part of the writer's strike in the sense of like, let's not release shit that's going to make the people that we're not, like they're going to make people money that they don't want to make money right now. I believe that's part of it. Do they have that much power over the release of a movie? I don't know, man. If Dennis, whatever his actual last name is, yeah. Villeneuve, if, he, if he's on their side, he probably does. But like, I, I mean, you might know more than me. I just think like once it's in the studio's hands, like it's their property, is it not? Yeah, and again, it it, it all depends. Like yeah. there could literally be one person. Like, I mean, let's say even Brad Pitt, because we brought him up. I bet you he's powerful enough. If he was like the main, I'm sure he's not, but like he could probably say no. We're waiting. Hmm. Yeah, and like I, I have no idea. I literally have to look into it. All I know is it got delayed. Yeah, yeah. Shame. But I wanted to read the book and watch the movie, so I did that. So I'm like halfway through. Uh, no, no, I'm way. I'm almost on the book right now. I realized like where I was at. I was like, hey, I can watch the movie because it goes up to this part. Um, so I checked it out just because it's been a while since I've watched it, and it's dope. It's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, long story short, David's dad got him to read it, and then David got me to read it, and I just like liked it a lot. Um, and then they made the movie and. It's just like a well, first of all, it's a very well-made movie, and it's a good adaptation of the book. Yeah. Um, it's a really good character story in the book, I find. It's almost m- more about the characters. Like, it's a good plot, but, like, the characters are what, like, drives it, I'd yeah. say. Um, and the movie did a good job of, like, I found anyways, like, you kind of do like everyone you can with the time you're given. Because the book's kind of big, and the movie, yeah. it's only half of the first story anyway, so, you know, it's a two-parter, and... I think it they sets up a part two quite well with the, the war kind of ending the way yeah. it did and like obviously the journey into the desert and all the stuff that's going to happen there. Um, I don't know. I was really happy with it. It was only my second time. Oh, no. It would be my third time watching it ever. Um, first time since I've read the book. Like oh, yeah. again kind of thing. So yeah, I was um, 
pleased with it. Everyone was good in it. Um, the, the world is really cool. And I think Dennis, Ville, I don't want to fuck his last name, but some French, the director of Dune does a very good job of like creating that world. So. Yeah. It makes me, um, I, I'm quite looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Um, and also makes me, I haven't seen Blade Runner 2049, but stuff keeps popping up on like YouTube or whatnot totally. for it. And I just think him as a director makes me just want to watch that movie. And, you know, I've only seen that once and it was a while ago, but it it's the same idea of like the world he creates, like the plot of Blade Runner 20 or whatever it is, 2049? I think so. Yeah. Whatever the plot of it, I don't, eh, like Jared Leto's eh, he's kind of weird. <laughs> like the way he shoots the movie yeah the way he shoots the movie and the way he builds that world yeah he's a good director i like the guy a lot yeah when you compare it to the 80s one i don't know if you've watched no you just told me not to so i just it's it's just not it has patrick stewart yeah it's a lot of good people in it. but it's either patrick stewart or uh james brolin josh brolin josh brolin Brolin. and i'm gonna go with brolin Brolin. (laughs) (laughs) for that character of course right yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. patrick stewart's too fancy um for that guy so I'm going to rate it 8.5 Chris Knives out of 10. Mm. Yeah. I am really looking forward to the second one. Yeah, the trailer got me hyped. I'm yeah. excited to see the battle. I'm just excited to see more. Yeah. Because, like, even, like, the Harkonnens, like, the bad guys, like, you only see a little bit of, ah, yeah. I want to see more. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the whole thing with the, uh, I don't know, they're not sand people. What are they called? The, the Fremen? Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Fremen. I like that whole aspect of the book, too. Yes, have, 100%. And Javier Bardem. Yeah, man. Everyone's in everyone's He's the man. It. Yeah. No, I liked it. So, yeah, I'm excited. All right. Okay, let's get into the feature. Yeah. This is Riley's pick of the episode. Thank you for smoking. Um, yeah, so it's a 2005 um, film starring Aaron Eckhart. Actually, the cast is quite good, so... Let me do a quick little thing first. Uh, it's a satirical black comedy film. It's written and directed by Jason Reitman. Reitman um, and it's based on a 1994 satirical novel of the same name by Christopher Buckley. So essentially it's about Nick Naylor, who is played by Aaron Eckhart. He is a lobbyist, a, a lobbyist for Big Tobacco. Um, essentially speaks on behalf of uh, the tobacco companies. In favor of cigarettes, or at least opposing the—I don't know—people hating cigarettes. He just—he's he's a lobbyist for big tobacco. So it's about him, kind of balancing his life of doing his job, the ethics of doing his job, how he good he is at, good he is at the job, and then also trying to balance like raising his son in also like an ethical way. Yeah, kind of what the movie's about. Yeah, it's just like um, it's like a brief snapshot of this man's life essentially over i don't know how three yeah, weeks oh i'd say a little longer longer than that yeah um maybe not though maybe th- a month two months yeah you just get to see the different things that a person in his position would have to deal with like when you're arguing on the side of something that's morally wrong right and it brings up a lot of like interesting ethical questions as you're watching the film kind of like makes you think like oh yeah like when he's talking about um, to his kid about would you, be, if you were a lawyer, would you like advocate for a murderer? Yeah. Like ethically, they are they do need to be defended under the law. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's got a really like a star-studded cast kind of thing, um, and it's kind of cool. I I heard that the the director hand wrote letters to each member of the cast as why he wanted them as the role. Oh, nice. And like ninety five percent of them took the, took the role kind of thing. So uh, I'll power through these, but uh, we got Aaron Eckhart as uh, Nick Naylor, 
Cameron Bright is his son Nick, and you, he's like a he's like in every movie from like 2003 to 2008. <laughs> I feel like he was like the son or like the young boy. Uh, Katie Holmes is a reporter. Maria Bello is um, one of his friends. David Keckner is one of his other friends. Uh, William H Macy is kind of the antagonist of the film. He's a senator. Uh, Robert Duvall's in it. He's great. He's part of the big tobacco side. J.K. Simmons is Nick's boss. Um, a lot of other people. Rob Lowe is in it. Adam Brody, Sam Elliott. Um, that's kind of the main cast. But uh, yeah, it's kind of fun seeing, like you said, like the way he deals with things in his life. Um, he has like his group of friends. There's like the three of them, and they're like the mod squads, so the merchants of death. So he's the spokesman for tobacco. She's the spokesman for like big alcohol. I don't remember what it was. And then his buddy is the big spo- uh, the spokesman for like um, like guns. Essentially, it's like safety societies for advanced firearms and effective training in youth. So it's just like a gun guy, a liquor girl, and a smoking guy. Yeah. And they just get together, talk about how shitty they all are and how like I don't know, like their industries are just terrible for people. Yeah, and um, sometimes with a film, I find narration is like a lazy way to like tell stuff but in this film it just works really well like you almost need it and the way yeah, it's that's fair the way it's shot too from like the opening when you like it's like starts with that show oh yeah and then it like shows like <laughs> yeah. all these like names under the people as it shows them and then it's like cancer boy yeah. and then it's like me and it's like it's it's fun right off the get-go and it's like you're just watching if Nick Naylor made a documentary about himself. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially because he's showing you his perspective. It'd be, it'd be him writing the book about his life. Yeah. If you will or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the breaking of the fourth wall that they do, they don't do it a ton, but like it's quite fun. Like you said, it's fun and like, like you know, cancer boy. There's one part, I think it's just in the tobacco meeting where he's like, this environmentalist is, and it's like, yeah, pussy, pussy. just in quotation marks <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. There's like, the one part when he kind of has his moment of like ODing or whatever, there's like that hotel yeah. video. So it's like, I don't know. The breaking of the fourth wall is a fun way to like tell the story. Yeah. And, and then their narration adds to that as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, it doesn't feel out of place. Like with California, um, it's narrated, it's narrated and it, it felt lazy. Like it felt like, okay, like you could probably show this yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, like, just the way it is, it just works so much better. Yeah. And it's like fast paced too. Like the it introduction is, yeah. of Nick Naylor. Yeah. Which makes sense because he's always going fast because his mind just works that yeah, way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and there's the black comedy side of it as well. We, we were kind of talking about like um, true story movies or documentaries or stuff like that. Like, you know, this could easily be a very depressing documentary about cigarettes and smoking. <laughs> yeah. But this is a very funny movie. Yeah. Like the black comedy is very strong and it's well done, I'd say. Yeah. And it's, it's another great movie because your main character is somebody who's like, you shouldn't the bad like guy, him. If you will. Yeah. But he's such a likable person. Yeah. And like, sorry. And just the fact that you like kind of see that it is something he does kind of have to deal with is like, I think he talks to his son about his moral flexibility, how yeah. he, he, this is just what he's the best at. He's just doing his job. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like lifestyle versus ethics or like yeah. work ver- money versus ethics, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I also think the opposite of, you know, the good guy is maybe not a good guy. Like the bad guy in this movie is not necessarily a bad guy. He's just like an unlikable guy who's against what our protagonist, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this guy's trying to get smoking banned or poison labeled poison. But he's like a dick. Yeah. You, you, you do not like it. You know? 
even though he technically has the moral high ground exactly of the film. he's like he's kind of right yeah <laughs> um i do think william h macy as senator uh was it F- finister finister yeah um he plays a very good like unlikable guy yeah like william h macy is great he's pretty much good in everything i've seen him in like he's he's a good actor really well guy well done actor but just like fuck that guy <laughs> you know <laughs> how dare you go up against nick naylor um yeah and this was this came out in what 2005 five which is like an interesting time because we would have been how old 14 yeah i'm 13 i was 13 and like i remember watching this movie and like loving it yeah you're right me too like as soon as i saw it i was just like this is the way it was shot maybe is what brought me in yeah maybe is that what like obviously i watched it i think a couple days ago um and like Sally wasn't really into it. She's like, it's kind of boring. Oh yeah. But like, I don't know if I just saw it at the right time that like rewatching it, I was just like, Oh yeah. Like I love watching the journey of this guy. And like, I think it's just the fact that it's a guy who goes against the narrative. Yeah. That's fair. Who goes against like what everyone what else is, thinks. Yeah, What he should be doing. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think is why I kind of was drawn to Nick Naylor as a character. And he's just like, he's kind of smarmy, but like, I like him. Yeah. You know, and like Aaron Eckhart fucking yeah. plays it to perfection. I I don't. Obviously, it's hard to say how true this is, but apparently, this is what got him the role of uh, Harvey Dent. In Dark I can see it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I he almost gave me Tony Stark vibes in this. Mm. Like this, I, I like this asshole. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like quick talking, he always has an answer, and obviously, Rob Downey Jr. nailed it. Like yeah, but like I I kind of see Aaron Eckhart as like and Harvey Dent. I think he did a great. Oh yeah, Dent. like it works great, right? Um. The, going back to the black comedy between the mod squad again it's just like the, the merchants of death the three people who just get around they, you, it looks like they just have dinner together or lunch together or something um but i just think it's quite funny how you know you and i well we talk about movies that's kind of what we do when we get together but they're like getting together and talking about like you know how deadly their industries are or like oh i know that reporter because she's a bitch or whatever yeah. or like careful of her just like it's their everyday lives, and they're literally comparing death tolls. Yeah, it's well, I don't know. and yeah, that's another thing. Like when he's like talking about like it's like the introduction of Nick Naylor at the start mm-hmm. when he's talking about like the death tolls of like Genghis Khan and like yeah, all and this stuff. Me. And then it's like big tobacco, and it's just like the numbers just like rolling yeah. up, and he's just like holding like a a lighter, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, um, the black comedy definitely works for. I don't think you could make this movie without the comedy. Well, like I said, it'd be like a depressing. Yeah. Like not, it like could you be like hate him, yeah. If it wasn't funny, yeah. Because objectively, <laughs> like he's working for like tobacco, which it does kill like however like thousands of people. Is it twelve hundred people a day? Yeah, something like that. Um, one thing I'll say is there's a lot in this movie. How do I word this? It kind of makes me feel like I was in the golden age of smoking, and I use quotations because mm. the soundtrack. I don't want to say 50s, but it feels like all the music is kind of like from the 50s. It's so good. He's drinking like classic Coke, Cokes from the glass. Oh, yeah. They go to like the carnival and have ice cream on the Ferris wheel. Like I definitely had this vibe of like, not that like I want to have smoke, but like it gave me the vibe of like smoking is cool. And like, even though, especially now in today's world, we have all this extra information and stuff. Yeah. Like, like I said, you still sigh for this guy, even though like, again, I just feel like I was back in the age of like I want to have a cigarette inside right now. Yeah. I don't even smoke. <laughs> Goddamn, did I want to? Well, it's funny. Like, um, I was telling Riley like briefly before I 
right before I watched Thank You for Smoking, I watched the documentary on Netflix about Juul, which is all about like the vape, the vape, and how they wanted to get people away from big tobacco, so they invented like the the thing, vaping. Thing. Right? And I was like watching, it, and I was like, oh yeah, like because I mean, you know, I indulge in a cigarette uh, every once in a while. Um, I was like, oh, I'd like to try the Juul, and then I watched Thank You for Smoking. And I was like, mm, <laughs> sweet mama cigarette, <laughs> I need you right now. Yeah. Um, which just goes to show, and like I think they um, they have that scene in the movie where Nick Naylor's watching like an old John Wayne film, yeah, yeah and yeah. then he like takes out a cigarette, and you see like Nick Naylor instantly reaching for a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. And it it's true as like someone who has smoked. When you watch watching that. somebody yeah. like enjoy a cigarette on like screen, you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, come to me, sweet nectar of the gods. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> um, but I mean, we all know, obviously. Let's just put a PSA out there to any like underage yeah, people yeah. who smoking definitely are not listening right now. It's smoking quite addictive. is cool. <laughs> it might look cool, but it'll make you cooler with the girls. <laughs> um, it's not good. Obviously, it kills a lot of people. It's not. Yeah. It, it, it's a terrible habit. I wish I hadn't done it. I'm happy I never did it. Yeah. That being said, watching this movie, I was like, oh, nicking out hard. You know, it's funny. Do you think that's why they named him Nick Naylor? Because he's Nick. Actually, nicking out. maybe. I'm oh, going with idea. it. That's yeah. the new theory on less than average is Nick Naylor is named Nick Naylor because of nicotine. Boom. Episode 21. <laughs> um, it's kind of cool because there's, there's never a cigarette smoked in this movie. Interesting. Never. The only part someone is actually going to smoke is John Wayne when he pulls out his cigarette or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Shame. Kind of cool. If you yeah. think about it. And you're nicking out hard. Yeah. There was no cigarettes. That's just how good it is. <laughs> hey. And I wonder if that was like... Like I wonder what uh, Ivan Reitman's actual stance on like cigarettes is. Kind of thing. Well, yeah, and you know you got to think he he must he, he could have even just found a book that he liked. Yeah. Like really, uh, Christopher Buckley, the guy who wrote the book, and it's crazy because this book was written in '94. Hmm. That's like such a long time ago. Yeah, and I'm sure they updated it a bit or whatever. But well, it makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, like there's nothing really like 2005 about the movie, but you could picture that movie being in the '90s. You're right. Yeah. Well, know? and again, it's like I said. There's a lot. You, it could be in the fifties. Like, yeah. Like the things they. I mean, there's cars and shit like that. Because I mean, even like when um, uh, Aaron Eckhart's character is meeting with um, Rob, Rob Lowe. Oh, Rob Lowe. And they're yeah. talking about like Brad Pitt and Catherine Zeta Jones. Those are very like big nineties. I actually actors. thought about that. You're yeah. right. Yeah, it is. Um, the Hollywood approach is quite interesting as well. You literally gave an example of like when you watch a movie and someone has it, like, you know, you want one. It's funny because we're watching a Hollywood movie about Hollywood movies and how, like, it's kind of like a Hollywood inside. Like, yeah, actually, we don't give a fuck. If you want to pay us, I'll even write a line in my movie that lets you have cigarettes. Yeah. And then, like, oh, for Brad to smoke, it's 10 million. For both of them, it's 25. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, like, it shows just like how important money and influence and like a, you know a big company like big tobacco has all this power over this brand new movie it's not even a movie yet you know it's kind of like dune like who knows who delayed dune to yeah. it's it could be a cigarette company not a, you know what i mean like <laughs> we want those cigarette like scenes in there like yeah Aquafina or something. well and like it's interesting like i don't know how it is these days but i feel like smoking isn't the same as it used to be no. like i don't think kids smoke no as much as well they're vaping fucking jewels it's a good documentary watch it's (laughs) fucking crazy um but i think just for like at least for me 
because the good majority of our friends smoked. Oh man, I was the odd one. You were the yeah. I like so like we watched this movie and like I think it just validated. Oh uh, yeah. In a weird <laughs> yeah, way, yeah. and but that was watching it from like a sixteen-year-old right. perspective. Whereas like watching it this time, like I don't really think. I don't think it's anti or pro smoking. No, nope. I think it's like neither. It's all about personal choice. Well, that's kind of, I was going to say that it's, it's not really about like, yes, it's about cigarettes and smoking, but it's like, and we kind of said it a couple times. It's actually kind of about ethics and what may be right and or wrong. And he kind of like, he has multiple moments in the movie that kind of show that like at the school. Yeah. When he's talking to his son, like, like it's not like, and he's like, oh, you know, the ice cream thing or whatever. It's like, why do you think this? Well, I don't even care that you're saying that because my point is this. My point is, it's not about cigarettes. It's about a choice and a yeah. decision, and if and freedom is kind of a big, like, a bit of a theme as well, yeah. it, right? Like, that's kind of what at least he wants it to be about. Yeah. Maybe it's not like <laughs> you know, like, yeah, again, the movie's about cigarettes, but this movie is actually not. This movie is about him doing his job of trying to make it not about cigarettes or i don't really know where i'm getting at yeah. here but like and the good thing like about, a layer there and what i i really liked about uh eckhart's performance is like you can see like subtly in his face when he like when he's wrestling with decisions yep. like yep. when he's, he's a good actor. with the uh, marlboro man yes yeah like you can tell what he's doing he's not comfortable with and that it's like making him feel bad and he's doing it in front of his kid too yeah and i like the fact that like having the kid in there really changes him mm -hmm. and like you see the progression of the kid kind of like taking on things from his dad yeah, yeah. i love those i love those yeah parts. yeah and the fact that like he wants to do good by his son as well yeah he, he's just he, he's a very interesting character yeah and he's he's very likable i'm yeah. sure aaron eckhart was cast like well in that way similar to harvey dent you know like like again we've been through this but like He's kind of, he's kind of a, not a dick, but he's kind of like, he's like a smarmy fucking, he's like helping people die, right? Like cigarettes <laughs> yeah. do kill. Oh yeah. And he's selling cigarettes. Like, like, you know, that's his job, but man, I like this guy. Yeah. You know, like I didn't smoke, still haven't like, I'd, I'd, I'd bum a smoke from him, <laughs> you know, like Nick Naylor gave me a smoke big. Hell yeah. Nick right. Naylor. Um, and I think everyone in this movie is well cast. Yeah. Um, JK Simmons as an angry boss. Yeah, well, I was perfect. Watching, I was watching it. I remember it being like, "Man, he was born to play J.K. <laughs> yeah, Davidson." Yeah, man. yeah. Um, I really like Robert Duvall. I've talked about him in the past on our Godfather episode because I mean that's the Godfather, and he's just so good in it. And I just don't know. I think every time I see Robert Duvall, man, that was good. Like yeah. he's just good. I've, yeah, and it, there's not much of him in this no, movie he's either. He's in two scenes. I didn't yeah. even remember that. Like I yeah. just remembered him in it, and I don't know, like. Again, I'd have a cigar with Robert Duvall, you know? <laughs> Let me tell you there, boy. <laughs> you know who uh, taught me that? Castro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rob Lowe, too, as, like, the Hollywood agent, yeah. like, perfectly cast. Adrian uh, Brody as his, like, assistant. Almost better cast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Elliott as the Marlboro Man. Perfect. Yeah. Um, the one thing I found, too, um, with uh, Rob Lowe being the Hollywood agent that uh, Nick Naylor meets. So, Aaron Eckhart, Nick Naylor, is a very likable person, very likable guy. You almost needed someone more likable and handsome, and they got Rob Lowe, which <laughs> yeah. is like literally, I would say perfect, like yeah, and like 
probably parks. Yeah. Is, you know, well, just Rob Lowe in general. It seems like a very right. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're very guy. well cast. Um, even like David Keckner and Maria Bello, I think her name was. Yeah. Um, Katie Holmes, I love her, but yeah. she's like kind of a good bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's good at the character she's supposed yeah, to be yeah. playing. Very well cast movie. It's kind of cool. It's such a strong cast. Uh, um, uh, what's his name too? Uh, William H Macy. I already said. Yeah. Great antagonist. His little assistant guy, I don't remember his name, but like, <laughs> yeah, good, and that guy's good at being like that greasy guy. You know, yeah. he's not supposed to like, anyways. Just very well cast movie. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Jason Reitman is yeah, a good director. Obviously, he's the son of Ivan Reitman, who did Ghostbusters. Yeah, so David, uh, David, Jason, Jason yeah. did uh, the newest Ghostbusters. Yeah, Afterlife. I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, it's Maybe. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, cool. There's like things that like you know it's like kind of similar to like what we're talking about. Like it's kind of a kids movie. Like yeah. the kids are the main characters, um, but they were pretty good. You know, they want kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, fan. he's kind of annoying. Like the girls in it, she's yeah. like way more likable as a character. Well, the um, cool thing about um, but I liked it. Um, Jason Reitman and the fact that he went to direct Ghostbusters yeah. is he grew up on the set mm-hmm. of Ghostbusters. So if there's anyone to like directed anyway we're talking about ghostbusters he did a couple episodes of uh the office juno he did juno yeah um up in the air which i Clooney. yeah i've heard Mm, it's very good the clunes yeah um one thing i do like it kind of has a nice ending to this movie so maybe just talk about it i'll kind of spoil or whatever sure essentially the ending of the movie well at one point nick naylor gets kidnapped he gets i mean almost murdered they they strap i don't know 30 like yeah. maybe more they strap a bunch of nicotine patches all over him and he kind of like ods i don't really know what how you'd say it but he like almost nicotine ods and he gets hospitalized and then he ends up banging the reporter that writes a shitty article about him so he has to kind of distance himself from big tobacco um but then at the end of the movie he testifies in congress i guess yeah. is what it is against a kind of like the poison label on cigarettes um and he kind of shows that even though the company and you know the business side of it screwed him over a little bit by like letting him go or whatever he's still good at what he does and not like completes the job he was hired to do almost and there's a really good moment at the end where he quits and i think it's it's kind of like you know his growth as a character like i'm not gonna do this anymore it's not really worth it to me um and then we get kind of like a summary of everyone ending and how it all kind of, <laughs> I think it, 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 it it's like kind of like cheesy nineties Hollywood almost. Yeah. But I really like it. Actually, like I was, I was very satisfied with yeah. the ending. Well, it's yeah. With Heather in the, in the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reporting BR ends up getting fired and like, cause the ba- tobacco, which I think actually happened in real yeah, life. They uh, have to settle and like pay a bunch of people. $400 billion or a lot something of them like jobs. Um, he goes and works for cell phone company. Who? Uh, Nick Naylor? No, no, he ends up like opening his own. Oh, like, it's just firm. Like a firm. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay, okay, okay. Or, like a defense firm. Just so like he's, seeing him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he finds a perfect job for his suit or his uh, uh, skills, skills or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He spins. That's what he does. Right. He's just like perfect spin. King of spin. Of yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really have much more. No, Get into our good. favorite scenes. Uh, can I do some shots? Uh, no. Okay. Never Moving on. Favorite scenes. <laughs> Um, some of the shots I really liked uh, at the beginning, it, and we kind of talked about this, the, the fast pace of the introductions of everybody and stuff, and there's a bunch of shots of, like, this is our scientist guy. They got him from Germany, and he, like, in, like just, like, flips that switch. Yeah. It's like Wes Anderson shots, in a sense, yeah. of, like, introductions of everybody. This is the team of lawyers or whatever. Uh, and then a similar idea later in the movie when they're showing all the professions, and it's, like, like I don't know, 
the, the doctor and then it's like the baby seal poacher it's like all <laughs> yeah, those like, yeah. like similar kind of shots yeah. i just thought those were kind of fun almost like i said like wes anderson-y um back to the intro you see him it's like a little shot of him like speaking and he like slow mo is like talking and then it like yeah. does the replay and it's like his the words here are his he is saying is like a machine gun yeah and it's like a really you know the shot i'm talking about oh, yeah. like a really good shot of like slow-mo and he like smiles gun. too as he goes past yeah, yeah yeah so like that was definitely on there um in the van the bad guy in the van just it's like a when he you know again yeah. you know the part i'm talking about he's like just like the well light behind him and, yeah yeah very menacing um oh yeah when he wakes up in the hospital and he kind of sees everybody and then the general is there just smoking a fat cigar <laughs> on, like, the TV screen in the hospital. Like, I just thought that was awesome. Just Robert Duvall smoking this yeah. fat cigar in a hospital. Um, and then Rachel in the storm at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She kind of gets her come up. It's... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was it. Again, like, it's not like, a, you know, a lot of, like, action movies when we watch action movies. or Yeah. Like, there's always shots that, you know, I think uh, most of the one. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Like, I couldn't write down that many shots because, like, a movie like that had so many. It just kept going. Yeah. There wasn't, like, a ton of cinematic, oh, my gods in this movie, yeah. but, like... It's just a different kind of film. Exactly. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Um, okay, favorite scene? Yeah, so I guess we'll just go... Go first. Uh, chronologically. Sure. Um, Nick Naylor's asked to show up at career day for his son's school. Um, and it's just... It's a great scene because you see how he operates as a lobbyist. Where, like, you know... Um, he goes up and says, like, oh, you know, I work for big tobacco. I work for the cigarette companies. And this little girl's like, well, my mom says, like, you know, cigarettes are bad. He's like, well, is your mom a doctor? <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, oh, is she, a, like, a medical research or scientist <laughs> of any kind? She's like, no. He's like, well, she doesn't really sound like a good source of information. <laughs> like, he's battling kids. Yeah. Because he can't not. That's just who he is. And it just shows how he works, how his mind works, and that he's unrelent relenting in his goal of making cigarettes look good because even at the end when he's talking to the kids he's like well you know you just gotta you know try a cigarette for yourself yeah. <laughs> see how she goes so i just like that it shows him as he's at work essentially, yeah right just yeah. spinning things even with a classroom of kids yeah and he just crushes them and he again he has that moment of like it's not about cigarettes it's about the choice of you should find out yeah. for yourself yeah like what if your parents told you yeah, chocolate, chocolate was bad yeah like, no <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he can't help himself that's yeah. just who he is yeah yeah it was really good i like it too i think it's like a firefighter i don't remember what the other person is yeah they're like it's like but, basic but jobs they're, but they're very visible like this person is clearly a firefighter yeah. i can't remember what the other person is i don't remember but it's definitely not an astronaut no but again it's like a very visible yeah. job and he's just a, a man in a suit yeah could be anything you know i thought that was kind of cool because even when he says like i'm a lobbyist like do you guys What's know what lobby? that is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my favorite scene is the scene involving the Marlboro Man. Uh, essentially, it's Sam Elliott. He plays the Marlboro Man. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Probably not. <laughs> um, but it's Sam Elliott's character used to be like a spokesman for a brand of cigarettes. So essentially, he's recently been diagnosed with lung cancer and has been like speaking out about um, bad shit about uh, big tobacco and the tobacco companies. So Nick gets tasked with bringing down a briefcase full of money, I don't remember how much it is, uh, down to L.A. to bribe Sam Elliott's character into really like shutting up and, and not being a dick. Hush money. Hush money, yeah, essentially. Yeah, thank you, yeah. So he essentially brings his son to this cowboy's farm, and it's the scene between, I mean, his wife is there too, and even that little, it's like a tense scene. First he comes out with a shotgun, like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. And... Uh, 
it's essentially just a scene about Nick bribing the, the old Marlboro man. And I think the reason I like it is just because of the tense. Again, it starts off quite tense. Again, like I said, he pulls a gun on them. They go inside and they have a conversation. And it's kind of this, like, not a power struggle, but this, like, balance of power between these two guys. It's almost like a chess game. Ooh, good, yeah, good way to put it. Like, yeah. almost, you're right, move, your move, my mm-hmm. move kind of thing. And they have a good dialogue. And you can see, like, Sam Elliott, very well cast, like everybody else in this God, movie. He's great. Um, but he kind of, like, holds his own against Nick Naylor. And I feel like Nick just, like, Aaron Eckhart just has this, like, moment of, like, you know what we're going to do? I'm just going to fucking do this for this guy right now. And he just, like, so obviously tells him the plan yeah and he is just him doing his job again i guess yeah like talking and he just, <clears throat> yeah he, he just talks this guy into accepting the bribe and then giving it away it's- yeah no he, he says he essentially like paints him into a corner good, good way to put it where good, he says very good way to put either it. you're gonna take this money and shut the fuck up you're, or you're up not getting a wall. cent of this money. yeah 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 um so yeah i just again it kind of just shows this Again, maybe not power struggle, but this chess game that these two characters are playing. And then it's like literally Nick Naylor's got a gun in his face at one point, but he's still there to do his job. He's yeah. not leaving. You know yeah. what I mean? And it just kind of shows similar to your scene, like him at work. Yeah. This is what he's made to do. And this is why he's so good at it, I guess. And again, it's Sam Elliott. It's yeah. Awesome. It's good. Yeah. Love some Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah, man. It was a good movie. Similar to, you know, some of our other choices. Like you said, it has been a while since I've watched it. So. I wanted to put it on. I didn't know how amazing it would be, and I thought it was a good watch. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Very yeah. entertaining movie. Ready to rate it? Yeah. I'll go ahead. Sure. I'm going to give it eight vanilla ice creams out of ten. Uh, I will also give it eight mm-hmm. nicotine patches out of ten. Nice. Yeah. It's a good movie. It was it was fun, and it was just uh, about smoking, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Boys game. <laughs> the black comedy is always good. Like you could lo- probably look at our choice of movies at this point yeah. and tell we we obviously like black comedy. Yeah. Um. And this one, this movie was nice. It makes you think, right? Like we said, it's not just about cigarettes. It's more about freedom and choice and talking. And- America, baby. That's right. Even though we live in Canada, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. Um. Underrated actor. We're gonna pick uh, an underrated actor from the movie we just watched. Yeah. His name is David Keckner. Now he. Uh, Again, the reason we pick these people is because you know them. Um, they, he's in so many movies and TV shows. Um, I'd say most people probably know him as Champ from Anchorman. Yep. Uh, the Office, he's also in The Office. I don't know what the character. Uh, Todd Packer. <laughs> he's he's funny. He's just like, I don't know. He, he's quite obnoxious. Even his uh, Champ in Anchorman. Quite an obnoxious character. Yeah. But he's funny. Yeah, and he quite play- boisterous. Boisterous is a very good word for Thank it. You. Yeah, yeah, I know big words too, like tertiary. <laughs> I, can you explain <laughs> boisterous to me? Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, so in Thank You for Smoking, he plays the, uh, I don't remember his name, but uh, he plays like the guy that uh, lobbies for the guns. Yeah. So again, kind of goes towards that boisterous, yeah, loud He plays role. a perfect like gun redneck. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good to put it. Um. He's in uh, a lot of uh, Will Ferrell stuff, not just uh, Anchorman. He's in Talladega Nights. Uh, he's in The Goods, Live Hard, Sell Hard. He's in Paul. Um, he does a lot of like <laughs> yeah. random roles. Yeah, like Small almost, roles. Almost like uh, Matt Walsh, I think it was my last yeah. choice. Um, you know, uh, you want a cameo for someone funny and loud, maybe just put him in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's um, 
he's exactly perfect for what he does. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch him as the lead in a movie. Like, I don't know if he's that guy. No. He was also in Waiting. Yeah, he is in Waiting. He's the boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's great. I just picture him with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, he's great. He's, like, again, he's... uh. Like, you know he's going to nail what they asked him to do. Yeah. That's how I see it. And yeah. again, very similar to Matt Walsh, like yeah. I said, the comedic actor. I'm sure who... they've both been in the same movie. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm sure they have as well. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Like I said, check him out, guys. We'll tag him. Follow, give him a follow and like it. Uh, and next time you see him, you'll be like, oh, that's the guy. Yeah. He's great. Less than average. Champ. Um, yeah. So next up, songs we'd like to see in a movie. Uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, I've been getting a little nostalgic recently i just gone down rabbit holes of listening to old music again on spotify always a good thing though and always being like idea. man i was so cool <laughs> at that age how was that so cool years. yeah good times uh so the song i chose this week is little know-it-all by iggy pop <laughs> featuring nice, some 41 nice, nice it's just a 2000s <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> It could be used in any scene from like a 2005 movie when this song came out. Like people would like driving down the streets, yeah, a I, fight, I skateboarding, yeah. like something like that. It just, it hits really hard nostalgically for me. And I like, funny. it popped into my head and I was like, oh God, I haven't listened to that song in like fucking 10 years. And I put it on and I had headphones on, which is like a really important thing to do as like a person is to get like get headphones yeah, and listen to music get, the way yeah. you used to as a 15 year old and i was like oh my god this song just hits just as hard as the first time i heard it uh yeah that's, my, that's my pick good pick good thank pick. you thank you uh okay mine is called these fangs by say hi to your mom that's another good song too from back our, then our youth yeah see i didn't uh, i don't think i ever heard it in my youth no no i kind of found it recently no oh. um I probably said this on the podcast before, but years and years, I don't even remember how long ago, but I took your iPod, plugged it in, stole all your music. So literally probably one of those. And yeah. I just, I shuffle all my music sometimes just to find songs. And sometimes, you know, I hear the first couple notes of a song and I think, ooh, this might be a movie song. And that's kind of what happened. It was like the, the beginning. So you know the song? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I just, again, it's kind of new for me, but like the starting of the song, I just see it like, it's just like kind of a nice little kick into a song. Yeah. Um, and I would say like the introduction of someone. Whether it's the main character or maybe it's the girlfriend or the best friend or the bad guy. Even. It's just like a nice intro song. Could even be like introduction of the, the town or the world. I don't know. It's yeah. Like, it's good. To, I haven't listened to that in like 10 years. Not either. necessarily like super happy, but like up uplifting. Yeah. Kind of like upbeat. So again, like nice intro to a movie or yeah. a guy. Say or, hi to your mom. Yeah. No, seriously. Tell Marty I say hi. <laughs> I will. It's her birthday recently. Uh, Yeah. I think that's it for episode 21. Yeah. Woo. We did it. Uh, we're going to try to get more of these out in a smaller time frame if yeah. we can. We're just busy people. We work very different jobs. I'm a morning to night person. He's a night to morning person. So it's true. Uh, we're doing what we can. We appreciate you guys checking us out. I know it's been a little bit, a month maybe, since we've put one of these out. But yeah, but always, we always appreciate the support. Um, tell your friends if you think we're not the worst podcast in yeah the world. i'll take it we like the ratings and the listens and like i said you can follow us on instagram and twitter or x whatever you want to call it yeah and i mean we're also open to movie suggestions if there's something yeah i'd love to hear what people want us to yeah. watch it actually would be pretty cool and i actually have this in my notes i didn't actually bring this up to you but i was going to um i think it'd be cool to do like a live show in the sense of i come over we literally watch a movie for the mm, first time and yeah. then have a podcast about it so like 
Sure. It, 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 I would like it to be one we've never seen before, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with yeah. that. So maybe we can get a good suggestion from yeah. someone that a movie we've never seen. And so. Yeah, it would have to be something that neither of us have seen. And hopefully a good movie, and we've seen a lot of good or movies. Or shit, because so. then we could like poop on it, too. You're actually right. That could actually, that'd be fun. Be fun. So yeah. honestly, if Either, you'd like us to yeah. talk shit or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like send us for, uh, yeah. um, suggestions, people, we'd love that. Pick your best or worst film. Oh, you know what? I didn't even talk about this. Sorry. I'm going to talk about it. Things I watched recently. I went to the theater, which I never do. Right. My buddy Nate. We saw The Expendables 4. Uh-oh. Holy shit, it is horrible. I literally have heard it's like one of the worst movies Man, ever. Man. Why it, did you watch it even? Well, I don't like know. He wanted to see it. Yeah, he's like, it? you want to go see Expendables? And I haven't seen Nate in like months. I was uh, like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's go see The Expendables. Oh my god! Is he your buddy man. from the last job? Yeah, uh, he's the one okay. who found right. us on. Oh, cool! Spotify. Shout out to Nate if you're listening. Yeah, good dude. Um, it was so bad, man. I heard. And like, <laughs> I, was I remember you <laughs> I don't know. Like, have you seen one, two, three? Uh, one. Yeah, I've seen I one. I've seen one, two. I don't know. And I also felt like I didn't need to know the story. <laughs> one, yeah. two, and three to go I see. Understand. Where's this the one from? But then I watched it and I was a little like, was Megan Fox in the third one? <laughs> like, I don't remember ever seeing her in the third one. Man, it was just not good, and yeah. it wasn't even like fun either oh like, that's weird because i actually remember the first one being yeah like, oh, like, that was cool yeah or whatever it is what it is like you're like oh yeah like i'm gonna watch all these guys mow people down right. like it's gonna be a fun action this movie was not fun <laughs> i love how we just all of a sudden talking about another movie <laughs> well I, I just thought about it um and i'm obviously okay rate it make, quick you gotta <laughs> like, rate it two megan fox titties out of ten nice oh, they oh, weren't in there what well, they're not in there well i mean I'm they are watch, there but i'm just gonna watch transformers again um yeah it's not good don't watch it <laughs> it's already out on dvd i'm pretty sure <laughs> it's like straight to dvd <laughs> it, it felt so like that man yeah. <laughs> uh not good is anyway. that our tease for the next episode no uh, i do have to do that too um so our tease for the next episode is we're gonna flip a coin oh mm. nice yeah follow us on show souls Shoshosh? Shoshosh Media. I've had a couple beers already. <laughs> Still have to go out and do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but he's right. Follow us on your socials. Um, leave us whatever reviews you'd like. And like we said, tell your friends. And give us some suggestions. We'd love that. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks once again for the support and listening. We will catch you on the next one. Adios. Adios.